What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Gusnov Show. So, I had an idea. You know, one of those pesky things. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna share it with you. So, the problem with modern dating apps is that sixty. I think it's well, more men use them than women. So. On the get-go, you have one group that's having a much harder time. And the, the, other, the other thing is, if you think that, oh, well, this doesn't matter, it's like, no. Most people meet their, you know, their, their long-term relationship partners through dating apps. So just given the, the current climate, given the way that things pan out, have panned out in our modern society... I mean, dating apps are very important because that's how most people meet today. So, and the issue is that more men use them than women. You know, I think it's like 60% of men or 70% of men to, you know, 40 to 30% of women. And I think that current dating apps use a very, very flawed model that they have designed their algorithms based on. And I think essentially they use like a ELO score. So it's similar to chess. I think essentially the way it works is that like, like in chess, for example, if you start out with some ELO score or like a score, right? And you play against somebody. And if they beat you and they have a, higher score than you, then you don't really go down as many points. But if they have a lower score than you, then you go down a significant number of points. And, and what would, what do you call it? And then, I mean, if you, if you beat someone who has like much higher points than you, then you get more points, like a lot more points. But if you beat someone who's lower than you or equivalent, then you don't get as many points. So that's essentially how an ELO score works. So the way that that works in something like Tinder or Bumble is that if like it gives you some score and let's say you swipe you 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 know you like somebody who is a lower score than you, then you go down, I guess. And if you like someone who's higher than you, then maybe you go up by a marginal amount. But then the way that you you're liked, I guess, if a if a girl who's more attractive than you likes you, then you go up a lot. If a girl who's less attractive than you likes you, then you go down. So I guess that's kind of how it works. And already with the initial data that we have, right? I think just with this one data point, the fact that there are more men using the app than women, I think you already have, I mean, I think there's, there's a major flaw that this ELO system I guess, has, just given the nature of the problem or the nature of kind of the, you know, the, the, the space, the solution space here. And I think that this problem is best demonstrated with this data distribution shown by OkCupid, where it shows how... Men choose potential partners, you know, how, how they, who they swipe right on or who they like versus who women like. 
and men, it, who they like follows a normal distribution. And what that essentially means is if a guy is, let's say he's a four out of 10 in attractiveness, then he's probably going to swipe, you know, he's, he's, he's going to choose people who are within, you know, the four out of 10 range around, around where he is. If he's an eight out of 10, he's going to choose people who are, you know, eight out of 10 or, you know, something like that. And that's kind of how it works. So, so men, there isn't really a weird skew to it for women though the people who they liked, it was like insane. Like someone who was like a three out of 10 woman was like swiping on like nine out of 10s. Um, and, and essentially what it shows is, is that women were only selecting men who were like really like top, 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 top percent. Like let's say top 10, top 5% of guys. And I guess the, the worst, the algorithm, I would say that the worst, the selection I mean, on, on Tinder, I mean, it's, I mean, there, there's a very small percentage of guys who are getting like thousands and thousands of matches, whereas most guys don't get any. And that's just, I guess, the, the situation. And I guess the, the, the final part of this puzzle here is probably the fact that hookup culture is a huge thing. And... I guess the problem with hookup culture is it's very, it's very polygamous by nature. That's number one. And essentially it, I don't know, it, it, it plays to the worst parts of both uh, male and female um, psychology. So women are hypergamous. As, we, as, as I showed before in the OkCupid study, women end up shooting higher than them, you know, they're, they, they, they want someone who's, you know, equivalent status to them or way better, you know, they want someone who's more attractive than them or what, you know, something like that. And men, they, you know, <laughs> this is obvious, but men are, you know, I guess they're hornier. They want to, you know, they ideally the, you know, the ideal man in a, in a environment not bounded by morality or whatever, he's going to try and, you know, get with as many girls as he can because at the end of the day there is no consequence for a man to you know have sex with a woman right except for maybe a std but that's another factor you know but a man doesn't need to get pregnant if a man impregnates a woman then he can just leave which means that men you know they are a lot more cavalier in terms of their approach to the sexual marketplace, I believe. And women, they have to choose a lot more carefully, which is why I think you have this hypergamy, which just means women are shooting up. So when you have a polygamous situation, since women are shooting up and since men don't really care about, you know, how many partners they have, and then they're not all, they're also, and I guess the final thing here is that in polygamy or in, you know, a hookup culture situation, there is no bounding on the number of partners that you have. There's no kind of, you know, oh, you can only have X, right? It, it, traditionally, the bounding would be through marriage, right? Marriage means you, every person can only have one partner. You know, so that means that there's a hard limit on the number of partners you can have. With polygamy, you can have infinite partners. 
right? So what happens is you have a very small percentage of guys who are the most attractive that all women want, who, who all women shoot for. And since there's no bounding on the number of relationships or, or, you know, partners you can have, right? These people who are at the top percentage, they can, you know, take as many partners as they want. So essentially what you're seeing in the modern dating market is a very small percentage of guys are hooking up with a bunch of, well, basically all the women, essentially. And then, and then I guess it's leaving a lot of guys single, essentially. And then I guess, and then the problem, and this is, this is a, I mean, you can see that the rates of people being single is like extremely high nowadays. I think it's like, might be up up to 50% plus like between of, of people between like 20 and 35 or something like that. But anyway, the point being this leaves, you know, a, most men not really, you know, competitive within the dating market. And then most women just being tossed around between, you know, a few of the top percent guys. Anyway, that's the problem. That's kind of what we're seeing. And I mean, if you guys have any, how would you say it? Any more data or information or ideas on how to make this theory more, you know, higher resolution, let me know. But I think this is a pretty good, this is a pretty good start of an explanation of where we're at today. And it could be argued that well, I, I definitely think it is the case that dating apps are really putting fuel on the fire here. And the ELO system that we have, as I said before, is probably is probably causing a lot of this. Because and, and because because you know, the ELO score it's based on a it's not based on an objective metric. It's based on a subjective metric. The subjective metric is male and female preference, right? And the issue here is, I guess, the female preference. Because women are going to be hypergamous. They're going to be shooting for only the top percentage of guys. And then most guys are not going to be, you know, winning in this situation. And I think if you're going to have dating apps, you know, because dating apps are not just like a little, I, I think that they're going to be around for a lot of human society, if not forever. And I think if we're going to have them around, we have to make them work. They can't just be something where we, oh, we're just going to, you know, we'll figure it out. Or, you know, it's just a fun little game thing. It's like, no, this, you know, this is important. We need to figure out how to get, how to make this work for us or else, you know, you, you're going to see civilization probably, you know, get get into a really bad situation or maybe collapse or something like that. Like, I mean, just look at Japan. There's, they're, they're experiencing something similar or they experienced um, and it's not going well for them. Anyway, so it's important that we get dating apps right. And if we have this flawed metric based on subjectivity that, you know, creates, you know, a, a really big inequality or disparity within this, you know, the, the sexual marketplace. 
I think that we need to do something that, that, that counteracts this. And my thought is instead of having a subjective metric, you know, based on something that is, you know, very flawed and has no real bounds to it, right? I think we need to have a much different algorithm or a much different metric of ranking individuals. And I think what we need is instead of a ELO, a subjective ELO metric, which is really, you know, I think Tinder just probably came up with it. Like they were like, oh, you know, what's a way of ranking people? Oh, chess has an ELO score. Let's just do that. And then they didn't really think about it much after that because it's a, <laughs> the ELO is a horrible, horrible metric for this problem. We need a much better algorithm. I mean, Hinge has a good algorithm, I'd say. Um, but even even that algorithm could improve, I would say. But but I, here's here's my thought. Within within biology, within evolution, and I've I've studied evolutionary algorithms, which is essentially, you know, biomimicry of the mathematics behind. Uh, genetics and evolution uh, and and basically you could use that mathematical information in computer programming so it's it's a legitimate science but from evolutionary algorithms learning these algorithms one method for for maintaining diversity within a genetic population is 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 a is league based sorting i guess that's, that's a very simple way to put it but essentially one thing that that you can do in an algorithm is solutions to a problem that are older can get you know you put those into a certain league and then you put like you know so let's say like the oldest problems are in like league number 4 and the youngest problems are in like league num- uh league number zero or something like that. And then as they age, they go up in the leagues. And the only uh, problems that you could like mate together in this algorithm are, are like within the same league, you know, they're the same age or something. And leagues don't need to be aged. They can be other things, you know, other similarities, you know, and that's another metric. People often use like similarity as a, as a league based metric. And it's a, it's a really good metric actually, but anyway, the point, the point I'm making with that is league based sorting and league based algorithms are algorithms that, or it's a metric that is, has been utilized in a very robust science that being evolution, you know, evolutionary algorithms. And I think that well, the thesis here, the fundamental thesis of what I'm, what I'm saying of this, of this talk is that I think that a one way to probably make a much better algorithm for these dating apps is utilizing league-based sorting. So what we need is we need to develop an objective metric for, I guess, maybe individual's attractiveness or, or something that, you know, is divorced from the, how would you say it? It's divorced from the, you know, the crude ELO score 
um, or the crude kind of subjectivity that we see out there. Because, you know, attractiveness, it is subjective, you know, to an extent. But when you have human subjectivity kind of hijacked by external forces being, you know, there, there are no economic constraints, then I think there's a, there's a problem. Anyway, um, so how could we do this? How could we do this? I think that given the state of neural net technology, among other, you know, characterization algorithms and things like that, we could probably develop a way to, you know, rank people based on like, you know, this person's an 8 out of 10, this person's a 9 out of 10, this person's like a 2. And then you create leagues wherein you only show, you know, the 8 out of 10s to other 8 out of 10s. And you only show the 9 out of 10s to other 9 out of 10s and 3 out of 10s to the other 3 out of 10s, right? And in doing so, you don't have, you know, the 10 out of 10s dominating the sexual marketplace and you have more of a I guess a fair distribution maybe and maybe it doesn't need to be like quantized you know it doesn't need to be like an eight or a nine or whatever maybe it's like a 8.7532 or something like that I don't know you could have like some sort of general mathematical distribution right and only people within a certain you know, a certain distribution would be shown to other people within that same distribution. And then also maybe, maybe you could use an ELO score for this, but you'd have to normalize it because the current ELO score, if you look at it, it's like a, (laughs) it's like an exponential. It's like an X squared, you know, it's a quadratic type of thing. Those 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 are three different, type of uh, equations. But anyway, this it's the same principle. You know, it's like you look at zero and there's zero matches. And then you look at five and then there's like, you know, only a couple matches. And then you look at like a, a 10, they have all the matches, right? So it's, it's like that. It's very kind of, I don't know. It's, a, it's, it's not distributed properly. So I think what you could do is, in, is like, instead of just saying, oh yeah, the ELO score for men and women are exactly the same. I think the alternative would say, okay, women probably have different ELO scores criteria than men, you know? And you could say, oh, that's, that's bad. You, why don't you, why are you doing that? It's like Bumble is doing something similar. They're doing a similar type of, you know, weird mathematical segregation where women have to message you first, right? And I mean, it's, it's, it's honestly, it's kind of, it's disappointing to see that. Well, I don't know. It's disappointing to see that that these problems aren't really. I mean, this this problem isn't taken seriously because, I mean, if they're willing to, you know. You know, modify the system. You know, for for like one side of the equation, but not for both sides. It's, I don't know. You you have to wonder like why, you know, I, I think. Well, I don't know. I think Bumble is very ideological in terms of who's programming it, but. Anyway, anyway, I, I do think I do think that if we instituted league-based sorting, you know, with either a neural net or 
or, you know, a, a normalized ELO score or both. I think we could definitely, we could definitely do some, some good in solving, solving some of the problems within the sexual marketplace that we see today. But then, but I don't think you're going to solve all of it, unfortunately, because I've heard arguments saying that Instagram basically does the same thing as well as, well, basically all of social media does this, especially TikTok, but yeah, that's another problem, but Anyway, I think if the, the, the other benefit of this is if a, if a dating app started utilizing this league-based metric, like, I th- well, well the, the problem, actually, it could either make them a lot of money or, or it could make it so efficient that it's not profitable. And honestly, that prob- this might be the reason why they don't do this because, I mean, if you have, like, most men who are desperate and are, like, on this app... You know, who, if, you, if you basically tether most men on the app, well, if you basically do it so that men and women don't get into relationships based off of your app, then you have a, then you have a consistent consumerist income stream. Right? Right? I mean, doesn't that make sense? Because you can continuously offer them oh you can get the premium version and you can use this and you can use that and then you know you'll have a lot of people who decide to buy it and they'll you know you'll have income streams and this is how most businesses operate today they're subscription-based services so i mean this 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 league-based sorting or you know normalized sorting i mean it's simple it's very simple and it would solve this problem 100 percent but the question is, you know, since these businesses are businesses and they clearly don't care about the effect that they are having on, I don't know, in terms of the sociological effects of their platforms on the world, um, well, I doubt, I doubt that they're just going to willingly do this. I think that you'd need to have, you know, I think you you really gotta want it if you want this to to be implemented, and it probably will be implemented eventually by somebody or whatever. But <clears throat> uh, I think this just goes back to the fact that I think I definitely think that our our current corporatist system has some. And I think there are definitely some problems with it. I think that just pure capitalism or whatever. And not, I mean, it seems like this, this is a very real problem. You know, I think subscription-based systems are, they're not good. They're subscription-based. I'd, I'd rather buy something than have it be a subscription. I'd rather buy some software than have to pay, you know, $20 a month for it. I don't want to have to replace things on my car every, you know, every year or whatever. Like subscription-based systems are antithetical to 
I don't know, I think they're antithetical to like core engineering principles too, because you're essentially making society robust and fragile and everyone needs to be connected to fragile. How would you say it? You know, a fragile ecosystem that, that, you know, let's say a supply chain is cut, then, then the, then the system breaks. Right. And we saw this in COVID. So uh, there's this problems with a subscription-based system. And I think this, you could, you could say that the, the problem we have with the current dating market al- al- or the dating app algorithms is directly caused by this, you know, this ideology of, oh, everything needs to be a consumer product. But anyway... If any of you guys are coders or into AI or want to start a business, please use this idea and try and put it out there because I think it would I think it would be I think it would be a good improvement off of what we have. But anyway. Anyway. At the end of the day, I think good ideas are inevitable regardless of the ideology, and I think that what we're going to see in the coming years is people are going to people are going to provide alternatives to consumerism and those people are going to actually make a huge profit because a lot of people are tired of consumers products and they'll be willing to pay more you know more on a one time purchase than they would be for like you know a few months of a subscription based service to make sure that it's not a subscription right i would i would rather pay $500 for a, for a program than I would to pay like, you know, $20 a month for it or something like that, you know? So get out there, try and get this done. And if you don't, then I will. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed. Let me know what you guys thought and I will see you in the next one. Make sure to also rate the, uh, rate the Gooseknob show if you haven't already. It would mean a lot. Anyway, hope you guys have a good Christmas if I don't put out another podcast before then. All right, see you guys.